friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren, and I am glad that you are joining me for another episode. I hope that you have been enjoying this podcast, and now that I'm actually a few months into it, it is getting so much easier for me to produce, and I'm just loving doing it. So if you are enjoying it and you're enjoying the information that you're getting from it, I would so greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes. That helps me to move up the charts in iTunes so that people find the podcast and they're able to get that help on Etsy that they're wanting. Today, I'm going to talk a little bit about a part of my history on Etsy that I haven't really talked about that much in the past, but that really helped to play a big part in the direction of my shop several years into the business. But I don't want you to think that this episode is just about me and it's not at all going to benefit you as the listener and as a fellow Etsy shop owner. The takeaways from this episode will hopefully help you to find ways to streamline your business and ways to make sure that you're protecting yourself from getting burnt out or frustrated at being an online entrepreneur and kind of protect yourself from that process of having your online business take over your life. So I want to take it back a little bit. I started my shop in 2012 when I had a one-year-old and I was about six months pregnant with my second child. I think I've talked about that in a previous episode, maybe the introduction episode. I told the story of how I got started. I really didn't have huge goals when I started my shop, but I knew that I wanted to make it a business. And I've always had a bit of an entrepreneurial streak in me. So I wasn't starting the shop as a hobby, but I didn't really have any sort of plan for what I was doing or any goals for where I was hoping that my business would go beyond just whatever it happened to have on its own. And I also had very, very young children at the time, so I wasn't super focused on maximizing my profits and maximizing my efficiency, although I really should have been in retrospect because I had such limited time to work because my kids were so young. But I was totally happy for a couple years, just kind of plugging along, making things in my quote free time and treating the shop like a business, but not really trying to scale it into a larger business than what it was just doing on its own. Then 2014 rolled in and my husband had the opportunity to take a position with the military, which was a really demanding and intensive program. And it also required us to move from South Georgia, where we were living at the time, all the way across the country to California with our two-year-old and our one-year-old. And during that nine-month program that he was doing, and I was actually participating in it with him, I did not work in my Etsy shop. I put it on vacation mode um, because the demands of my life and the demands of that military position that we were in just didn't allow me to have anything in the margins of my time. I did not have any margins of time, so it really didn't allow for that. 
And then I started to question whether or not I really wanted to do it. I had been working at my shop for like almost two years at that point, and the most sales I'd ever had in a year was around $20,000, which isn't nothing, but I was working really hard, and I was spending a lot of time, and it was costing me a lot of mental stress that I was trying to balance the kids in the house and my husband's job. And this job that I was creating, which was bringing in less than $20,000 a year. And I just wasn't really sure if I felt like that was worth it for what I was giving up. I felt like the time that I was spending building the business and then marketing the business and then actually making the products and not to mention that mental and emotional energy that I was investing and having to balance everything maybe wasn't really worth that $1,600 a month that I was pulling in. And that was before taxes. So after taxes, it was even less than that. And I kind of felt like maybe if I want to work, I should just get a part-time job. So I sold my embroidery machine on eBay. I packed it up and I shipped it off to a buyer down the coast in California who wanted a hobby machine. And I actually cried when we went to the FedEx store because I felt like This was the end of an era for me. It was the end of my dream of creating this online business that I had hoped would really work out for me and be something that I was really proud of and something for myself outside of my husband's job and outside of my kids. And like I said, I had always had that entrepreneurial side of me. So this really felt like I was kind of giving up on that dream and I was closing this door to what I had been building and spending almost two years doing at that point. But I brushed myself off and I closed up my shop, but not permanently. I put it on vacation mode because I just wasn't quite sure that I was done. I didn't want to cancel my Etsy account and call it quits because I always had that sort of bit in my the back of my mind that I thought like, well, let's leave the door open. It was probably three or four months while we were still in this really intense program with the military that I didn't really have a huge amount of time to think about what I was going to do with my shop and if I had any plans for it in the future or where I was really headed, it kind of just fell to the wayside after I'd sold that machine. But then the program ended and I was kind of just lost and I started to miss it. I no longer had my embroidery machine to even make projects for a hobby because I'd sold it, so I had no creative outlet and no creative energy flow, and my mind just started to churn, like, what have I done? Am I really going to close this business? Because I can't quiet that flow in my mind of how am I going to grow and how am I going to scale and what's my next steps? That didn't stop when I decided to sell this machine and put my shop on vacation mode. It just didn't really have any direction to go into. So I started to think about maybe doing it again, but something had to change. How could I make this business less overwhelming and less time consuming and more profitable so that I didn't feel like it was taking over my life, but I was still able to do it? I went to my husband and told him that I wanted to buy another machine, actually the same machine over again, but obviously not the exact same one because I'd sold it on eBay. And although he was supportive like he always is, if you know my husband in real life, he is like the number one supporter of every wild and crazy idea that I have. But I'm sure that inside he wanted to roll his eyes so far back in his head. 
But thankfully, he didn't let me know that at the time. So I bought another embroider machine and I set to work really changing things up. This time it had to be different. I was not willing to go down that same road where I was super stressed and felt like I was working in these margins of time, but I had more work than I had margins. So I was constantly stressed. Up to this point, I had really never treated it like a business, although it was definitely more of a hobby. It hadn't reached the point to allow me to invest in it in a much larger way. And so I was working in those margins of time, the nap times and the bedtimes, and that was making me so stressed. I was also still buying my products or my blank products in smaller quantities, and I was running all over town to pick up supplies. I was making random custom orders for one specific person. In short, I was spending a lot of time, and I just wasn't getting the return on it that I should have. Thus, I was very stressed for very little money. So I opened this shop back up at the end of 2014 when he was done with this military training, and I scrambled to figure out how it was going to work better. What did I need to do to actually move that needle forward in my business while also doing a better job of treating it like a business and not like a hobby and balancing my work and family life to make it worthwhile? I made a few changes to my business at that point, which I really want to hone in on for this episode because making those changes has allowed my business to grow at exponential rates without me having to work harder or more hours. I'm still stressed because, hello, I have two online businesses, three kids, two dogs, and a partridge in a pear tree, but at least at this point in my journey, I actually am bringing in the profits that pay bills and actually move the needle forward in my business to allow me to take home those profits and make that stress and that work and the time that I'm spending doing it and the money that I'm investing in it worthwhile. The very first thing that I did to really change up my business when I set out to build my profits and dive into the business model that I wanted was to get consistent childcare. And I will go ahead and caveat that by saying that I know that it's not everyone's goal to have a full-time job that requires them to have childcare. In fact, I know that there are a lot of you listening that have a goal to have a successful Etsy shop because you want to avoid having to have childcare, or you already have a full-time job and you want to be able to cut back on that full-time job and cut back on those hours at work and have more time to spend with your family. So I know that childcare is not something that everybody wants to dive into. I get that. And I am here telling you right now that I did it. And so I want to be transparent about that because I don't think that I could have built my business, me personally built the business that I have without childcare because I would have been stressed to the max trying to balance everything. But I'll also caveat that by saying that we moved four times and had three kids in the span of like four or five years. So there was a lot of other outside stressors going on in my life as well. But here's the thing about the childcare in the first year that I was really diving into this. The childcare that I had was my husband on the weekends. I didn't have paid childcare because we were at that point in the process of trying to transition out of the military And we knew that with that would come a pay change or pay decrease. So we were trying to save as much money as possible in this one year that he was transitioning out of the army. 
He worked Monday through Friday about 50 or 60 hours a week. And then I worked all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And I was pregnant the entire time that I was doing this. I worked right up until about two weeks before I had my third baby. So I was on my feet working all day Saturday and all day Sunday at seven, eight, almost nine months pregnant. And then I was working a few hours throughout the week when my kids were watching a movie or taking a nap or whatever. Was this fun? Totally not. Actually, it really kind of sucked. Actually, it really sucked badly. It's not something that we would have been able to maintain for a long haul because it didn't allow us to have any downtime really or any family time that we won't weren't both totally stressed about working. However, it allowed us to save tens of thousands of dollars over one year of doing that, which let us put a 20% down payment on our first house post-military life. So it ended up to be a really, really good decision. And in that year of doing this, I grew my shop from around $20,000 in sales to just over double that, which was a huge increase. And it also allowed me to see that this actually might really catch on and be something. I might actually really be able to grow this. After that year of swishing off shifts with my husband to avoid paying for childcare, we enrolled our oldest two kids in three hours a day part-time preschool. And then we paid a nanny for about 10 hours a week of watching the kids. This was a much more expensive option, obviously, than switching back and forth and having childcare from one of us all the time. But it did allow us to have the flexibility and a little more downtime that we could actually spend time together as a family. And my older kids at that point were three and four, so they really enjoyed preschool and they got to do all of those messy preschool painting activities that I would not be doing at home because I'm a neat freak. So it was good for everyone in that point. So when I say consistent childcare, I don't mean that you have to put your kids in all day daycare five days a week. Although I also will say that I am not one to judge if you want to do that. And my old, my own youngest child is in daycare five days a week at this point and she loves it. But this is a totally personal decision. So I never ever want to tell somebody that you're not going to be successful online unless you put your kids in five days a week full-time daycare because I don't think that that's true. But mostly, I just want to plant the seed for you that you do need some dedicated work time in order to focus on your shop and not to feel like you're constantly being pulled in a million different directions. Whether that is a mother's helper who comes a few days a week for a couple hours or part-time preschool or a mother's morning out program or a stay-at-home mom friend who you can trade childcare with or switching off with your husband or full-time daycare or a homeschool kid down the street who can come and watch your kids while you work without any sort of childcare and just working while your kids are asking for snacks every five seconds and having to stop and tend to them 20 times throughout the course of making one product, it's going to be really difficult to build your business. Perhaps you are more patient and focused than I am and those interruptions don't bother you, but having consistent childcare for me has been transformative to my business even when it was only a few hours a day or a few hours a week. The next thing that I did that really changed my business and changed my time management and working in my business was begin to dive into the world of wholesale ordering and having wholesale accounts rather than buying every single thing retail. I talked about this in a past um, podcast, but I used to spend a ton of time filling every single individual order with things that I bought retail, like baby body suits or burp claws or bibs or whatever. 
And because my business was very new, I didn't want to buy a whole lot of bulk items because I always have this fear that it wouldn't sell. So I ended up buying, let's say, a pack of bibs at a time. And at the time, we lived about 30 or 45 minutes away from the closest big box retailer, which was Babies R Us. So every single time I made more than 10 bibs, I had to drive 30 or 45 minutes with my kids across town to go pick up some more bibs. And I paid retail prices for the Babies R Us bibs plus tax and all of that. This resulted in me feeling super stressed and strapped for time because I was spending so much of my time driving around picking up these random supplies or getting to the point that I was getting ready to work on an item and then realizing that I was missing one piece of it and I needed to go pick up this one supply and then I had to lug my kids across town to pick it up. It was a super incredibly inefficient system and it actually took me a long time to figure this out and figure out how to make it more efficient and more cost effective so that I wasn't doing that anymore. Once I finally bit the bullet and dove into the world of wholesale ordering and bulk ordering, it has made it so much simpler for me to run my business. This is not something that you probably can do right out of the gate because I do think there has to be some time of trial and error to figure out what's going to sell for your shop before you end up buying $1,000 worth of, of a supply that doesn't sell well. But once you get to the point where you're getting consistent sales of things and you're pretty honed in on what kind of product offerings you want to have in your shop and what things are attractive to your customers, dive into those fully and really invest in that bulk wholesale ordering. It is so much more time efficient and cost effective, and it also allows you to have a better standard of products that you're putting out from your shop. When I was driving around to all of these stores to pick up random supplies and stuff, sometimes they didn't have what I was looking for. So I had to substitute it with whatever they had in stock. I had to figure it out on the fly. Or for example, if I was trying to buy fabric from a local big fabric store and I only wanted to buy one yard or maybe two yards at a time because I was afraid that it wouldn't sell well, but then it ended up selling really, really well. I couldn't always go back again to that same store and get more of that fabric because they would always have this kind of random selection of rotating fabrics and they didn't always have the same fabric when I went back a couple of weeks later. So then I was kind of out of luck continuing to sell that item with the same fabric that I had run out of and I had trouble finding or I then had to communicate with my customers that I was out of the fabric and I had to substitute it, which sometimes always didn't always make the happiest customers when they'd purchase something that I couldn't match with that exact fabric. So now I've narrowed it down to a few different retailers that I always buy from wholesale in bulk. I have plenty of supplies available when I need to make something, and I'm not scrambling at the last minute to try and substitute in or out with things that the stores happen to have in stock at that very moment, which they may not have the next time I go. It has simplified the process, and it has allowed me to have this standard of products that people can expect. If I have repeat customers, which I have a lot of repeat customers, they know every single time they're ordering, they're getting the same quality. It's not just this random one time you order it and you get this one thing, and the next time you order the very same product, but you get something different. The next thing I want to talk about in terms of making my shop so much more efficient is The idea of batching, and I have talked about batching in the past as one of my time-saving hacks, but I want to reiterate it because it is seriously life-changing, not only for your business, but honestly for your life in general. 
There's also the personal things that I batch and it really helps me to be more efficient and get more done in less time. For example, I like to batch cook. So I can batch cook a week or so worth of dinners and then have them in the freezer ready for me. And that's faster than having to cook dinner every night. And that same idea translates into my business life and batching my product creation has dramatically changed the productivity of my shop. I used to work on orders only as they came in. They were completed in exactly in the order that they pl- they were placed. So no customer got to jump in front of another customer and that's just how I did it. Even if I was ahead of orders and they were going out ahead of their processing time. Now that hardly ever happens. And some people may say that that's not really fair because sometimes people place the orders later and then they get their order faster than somebody that places it before them because I'm batching things that happen to be out of order. But my response to that is that the orders in my shop, for the most part, ship out within the time frame that I've given as an estimate for shipping. So even though somebody might get their order in a couple days and somebody might get it in a week, it's all within the time frame that I've set as an estimate. So it's all within what they should be expecting. So batching has allowed me to fill orders so much faster and I cringe when I think back to those days of doing each order individually, wrapping it up, taking pictures, writing out the shipping label, etc. before moving on to the next order. If you don't get anything else from this podcast episode, please take this away. Figure out how to batch things in your shop, whether it is taking pictures, uploading listings, social media, writing out your descriptions, responding to combos, whatever. Running your shop will be exponentially easier when you figure out how to batch produce the things that you're doing. The last thing I want to talk about that made a huge difference in my shop and actually dramatically transformed the financial part of my shop was to finally get my financial house in order so that I could maximize my profits. I spent many, many, an embarrassing number of years making a lot of revenue in my shop, but really not pulling a whole lot of profit out of it. But it wasn't that the profit wasn't there. It was that my money management was not really on point. I didn't have a good grasp of what I was spending and I didn't have a good grasp of what I was bringing in. And it was kind of just this gray area that I didn't really want to address because it was super overwhelming to me. And I I just couldn't even really dive into it because my head like spun when I even thought about it. And I felt like I was really behind because I had not set up this financial house in order from the get-go. So I felt like there was no way that I was going to be able to backtrack and be able to get things in order so that I could move forward. In my course, Etsy Roadmap to Success, I actually have a 30-minute presentation from a CPA who talks about those financial basics of your shop and getting them in order to really maximize your revenue and be able to be legit in your business. And the reason that I originally reached out to her, her name is Janet, to do this presentation was because I felt like it was such a critical thing that I had missed in the beginning of running my shop But it's not something that a lot of us necessarily want to deal with or know where to start when we're diving into it. It feels so overwhelming when you're a new business, especially if you don't have any business experience or you don't have any accounting experience, to dive into this tax side of things and the financial house that you're really unfamiliar with can be really overwhelming. But once I finally did it and I actually hired a CPA to help me be able to get everything in order because I was so unorganized. 
But I was able to maximize the profits in my shop in such an amazing and transformative way. Just having a basic grasp of what I was spending and what I was bringing in and what that monthly revenue in and out looks like allowed me to get our budget for my shop and have better projections of the future for what I was going to be bringing in, which allowed me to then be more dependent on that income and actually be able to use it for household income and things that we need it for, like bills that come in every month and not just feel like it was extra money because previously it had just been like date night money because I didn't really know how much I was going to be bringing in and I didn't really know how much I could depend on. Being able to get organized and get that financial house in order has allowed me to actually look at it as a job and be able to say I can count on X number of dollars coming in for my paycheck every single month because this has historically been my revenue in and my expenses out. So grasping that financial side of your business can not only be business changing, but also really life changing because that's the point where you actually get to pull a significant paycheck out of your business and it's paying your like grown up bills that you have to pay that allow you to do the things and have the experiences that you want to do and have. And that is a super cool part of having an Etsy shop, but unfortunately it wasn't something that I dove into right away. And if I could go back in time, I would have done that years ago because I think that it would have allowed me to not feel so overwhelmed and also to just see the rewards for the hard work that I was putting into it earlier. I hope that this episode has been helpful and that you've taken some little nuggets of advice of things that I would have done differently or ways that I've sort of revamped my business so that it works for me in a better way than it did in the beginning. If you need any help or any guidance, I would love to have you join my private Facebook group for the Creative Mom Boss community over at creativemomboss.com Facebook. I hope that I will see you there and that you will join in this wonderful community of really supportive entrepreneurs who love to give advice and ask questions and really get good discussions going about Etsy and the future of their businesses. That is all for this week. We are wrapping it up and I will see you next week. Bye for now.